Welcome to the Transform Your Wealth and Health Podcast, where experts in wealth, health, and fitness help transform your life. Here's your host, Andy Arder. Today's guest is an NLP master practitioner. He has a multi-million pound property portfolio and has been nominated as Business Coach of the Year two years running. He now lives on the beach in Spain. It's Daniel Latto. Hi, Daniel. Hey, Andy. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm great, Daniel. Now, now when I said, by the way, that you're living on the beach, I didn't mean that you're there <laughs> with your tent on the beach and you, you, you know, you're, you're trying to catch a drink or, or a coin or two <laughs> off of people. You, you're living the high life, aren't you, in, in England and Spain? Yeah, well, we've, we've moved out of the tent and we're now in a villa, so we're, we're doing all right on, the, on that level. <laughs> well done, well done. Was this the, the, the ultimate move from tent to villa or did you sort of transition on the way? Well, we didn't want to do it all in one go. You know, we wanted to work up a little bit and enjoy right. the process, enjoy the journey, you know. So, um, <laughs> but uh, when I first started out, of course, I, I, I come from Leeds and you might be able to tell from the accent. Just when I first started out, yeah, I mean, I started out like everyone else, you know, went to school, failed, got my five GCSEs, uh, went to college, didn't do overly well there, went to uni, gave up after six months because I, I just wanted to get in and earn some cash. <laughs> and um, so it's it's been a funny old journey at 45, so that's 25 years later, we've gone yeah. through all this process of not going through, uh, you know, a formal route of education, but still coming out the other end. So for all those people listening that didn't go through a formal route and think that that's what you have to do, it's totally not true, you know. Yeah. Um, there's definitely more than one way to get to where you want to get to but you have to understand where it is you want to get to to begin with. And I always knew I didn't want to spend the rest of my life in England. I wanted to move overseas, live near the sea, live near the Med. And that's, you know, we're literally 100 metres away from the Mediterranean. Wow. Ah, that's brilliant. So your lifestyle's changed over the years. But how did you originally start out? So, um, like I say, you know, we, we didn't go down the formal route, although we began that way because that's what, kind of society expects of you you go get a degree and you get a really good job and you get promoted and you know when rich dad poor dad came out about 25 years ago yeah. more or less but i was already on the journey of investing in property um uh, about 20 years old is that book uh, and i've been in property for about 20 years so I, I knew that that's where i wanted to head yeah um, and i knew that in order to get there i had to earn a lot of money uh, and this forms part of my three rules for wealth, really. So the three rules for wealth are, number one, put your costs. Most people don't know how much to spend each month. So mm. get a spreadsheet and work it out and budget it. Number two, increase your income. And people want to be a millionaire in 12 months. You cannot do it unless you're going to increase your income. Yeah. And then number three, invest the difference between what you spend and what you know, what you save effectively so that money goes into investments so I always just kind of knew those three rules although I didn't really formally have them written down but uh, I, I worked up I got into sales um, and from the age of 26 to the age of 30 I went from 15,000 pounds a year to 100 grand Ooh, and so I what were you selling uh, it was IT products I was um, a sales or a field sales guy but started off on internal sales on the phones learned how to sell really um and then uh, and also learned how to blag <laughs> and uh, when you go from 15 grand to 100 grand there's a lot of that in different job interviews so yeah. i went from you know job interview to job interview to job interview i'd get the job and then i'd i'd get home that night and i'd be looking for my next one and then i'd yeah. work there for a couple you know six months and then i'd, I'd move on and i ended up working at dell um and which i left just before i turned 30 yeah uh, because 
between that period of 26 and 30, whilst my income was going up, I was doing exactly what I said. I was cutting my costs. I was increasing my income. And then all that spare money went into buying assets. And an asset right. is something that puts money in your pocket. So I was buying property. And so just felt, property? I, yeah, just property. And I fell in love with property. You know, we've probably bought and sold maybe over 100 units. Wow. Uh, give or take um, in that period of time. And so the money made money, if you like. So although I was working six, 60, 70 hour weeks for Dell, and it was one of the most stressful jobs I'd ever had, you know, yeah. home and cry. hair was being pulled out, and a couple of close shaves on the motorway from near misses mm. sort of thing. Yep. And so that was very stressful, and I hated the job, and I always hated working for somebody else. Uh, and anyone who's listening, um, who's working for someone else, and you've got that idiot boss, then you know exactly who I mean. Um, obviously now I work for an even bigger idiot. That's myself. So, uh, <laughs> but, I know who the boss is. It's going to be the wife, isn't it? So uh. yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely not an idiot. And and okay. honestly, I wouldn't be where I am without a powerful, positive person who reinforces me. And I've been in in environments where I've not had that in a relationship. And I'm grateful. You know, we've, we've been married five years now, and I'm grateful that we've got to where we have. But we wouldn't have got there if she'd not been behind me. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was the job thing. You know, I, I always hated my boss, and I stayed in Dell for about eighteen months, and I hated it. Uh, didn't like my boss, but I stayed in it, and I and I knew I was in pain, and I stayed in that pain because the money was really good, in order to get me to a certain point where I could give it up effectively. Um, and then I left Dell and we're still, you know, buying, doing up and selling properties. But while we're doing that, the, the buying of the property was really just about generating more cash. That's yeah. really all it was. It wasn't about cash flow. It was about generating capital. So we could buy, buy to lets. And we started at 26 and we've, mm -hmm. we've been buying every year since then, basically. Mm -hmm. Because the buy to let is the bit, you know, if you're making £200 a month on a buy to let, well, how many do you need at 200 quid a month? For you to be financially free, it might be twenty, hmm. for, you know, four grand a month. That might be about right for most people listening to this. So that's what you got to do. But you you can't do that unless you're generating the capital growth, you know, generating cash in some way in order to do it. So you know that ties into what we do today. We teach people how to make money. Yeah. One. And that can be either through being self-employed or having a sales funnel in place or sales or motivation and inspiration, all that kind of stuff that mm. comes through coaching. And then it's once you've got the money, where are you going to put it? And most people buy big screen TVs and fancy cars and all the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, and then 10 years later, wonder where all the money's gone. Whereas if you put the money into an asset that generates cash flow, now when I wake up, it's the 1st of June today, so yeah. I woke up today and I've already been paid for the rest of the month because mm. my money works harder than I do. So, that's something I'm always interested in. Yeah, you know, I always say to people, you can work hard, but better if you work smart, you know. Well, even better is both. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also not, you know, I love Gary Vee, for example, listen to his stuff, and I love Grant Cardone, but I'm not into this, let's work 18-hour days mm. and burn out in a couple of years. That's, you know, that's just not sustainable. And it's no, not for sustainable. nowadays, by the way. Do you know um, so that, Gary V keeps talking about he's, um, he's now gone up to sort of seven hours sleep a night and then he goes up to 11 hours at the weekend. So he's, he's, yeah, he's actually, um, he's actually died right off on that kind of stuff. But um, we're not saying that. I think more what he says is you have to make the most of the time 
you've got mm. so in other yeah. words well me and you might be having a cup of coffee and going for a walk with the dog he'll find someone else that walks the dog and uh, you know makes him a cup of coffee and etc or, et or with gary specifically he will record himself walking yeah. the dog and having a cup of coffee with someone and that's content right. and then he puts and, it and out yeah. yeah completely um we did a video it's going back about four years it's when we first moved over to spain and i'm walking the dog and the dog is literally having a wee in the background <laughs> and i'm walking the dog and that video has had maybe at the time it had about 178 videos and yeah. about 12 months ago we closed the client off that video who paid five and a half thousand pounds <laughs> And this is what's really important is the stuff yeah. that we create today will help us sell tomorrow and the next day and the next month and the next year. And yeah. people don't make content like podcasting is awesome. Videos yeah. are awesome. You know, yeah. we've, we've done a quarter of a million downloads on YouTube. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Like, I don't know who, who that guy is that sat watching a quarter of a million view, videos, <laughs> you buy, but I need to buy him a drink or something. But <laughs> a lot of those videos we created four years ago, for example. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the other side of that is it's about creating enough videos. A lot, what a lot of people do is they create a little bit of content or an advert for the business and they spend mm -hmm. the whole year making it and it's the best possible thing ever. And they send it out and all they get back is like tumbleweeds, you know, nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, don't do one amazing thing. Do 20 amazing things or, you know, you've got to, keep putting stuff out there it's the only yeah. way that people know that you exist and that's why we do podcasts and videos like yourself because yeah. it gets us out in front of so many people and my job now really is to help people get what they want and usually it's something a little bit like what i've managed to um be successful with as well but my job as a coach these days is to just to diagnose people where are you yeah. stuck well i'm not getting leads okay let's let's generate um, a strategy that's going to get you some leads where else are you stuck? Well, I'm not closing the leads. Okay, what's your sales mechanism look like? What else is a problem? Well, I've got no money. Okay, let's get your spreadsheet and let's have a look at where you're spending all your money. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, where are you going wrong? And my job as a coach these days is to help diagnose people. And it's that diagnosis that we get the maximum um, impact for a client because then we can go, oh, okay, I didn't realize I was spending all that money. I spent 500 pounds on meals out and I don't even remember a meal out. So mm. how about I stop doing that and move that money into buying assets? Perfect. And you know, it's, it's just the way that you have to do things. If you do what you've always done, you're going to keep getting the same result. Mm -hmm. And at some point you've got to step out of that comfort zone and speak to someone external, not your friends and not your peer group, but someone who's done something that you wanted to do. And like we're doing now, how did you do it? What did yeah. you do? You know, it's, it's, well, I can tell you a little bit about my end of it, by the way, because yeah. you are the person, as you probably have gathered, that inspired me to do the podcast in the first place. I'm so, to blame. <laughs> yeah, you are to blame. Wherever this goes, if I get arrested, I'm dragging you down with me. So, um, yeah, you're all to blame because do you remember that little chat or two we had on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever it was? And, and yeah. I ended up being the Poundland man. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think I even I got a mention on your on your own podcast, didn't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, you know, we've, we've both got a good nature for these things. Otherwise, I'd be up in Leeds searching for you. You wait and see. <laughs> 
actually, I'd rather search her in Spain thinking about it. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, yes, I mean, you know, we had a little slight kind of difference of opinion. And as it happened, you were right. Now, I was kind of right. I'm not letting go. I'm still hanging on by my fingers. <laughs> not letting it go. But, um, yeah, I mean, ultimately you said, you know, get yourself uh, a podcast and you've got yourself a voice and you've got ways that you can attract income and, and clients and, and ways of getting your ideas out to people. And I said, well, you know, was we, well, we were specifically talking about Poundland, wasn't we? So if you had yeah. Poundland, let's say, for example, Poundland products and you wanted to get them out there to people, get a podcast, get it out there, get it spoken about and sell your products through your own podcast. And yep. I said, well, but it'll cost you, you know, 500 quid for the equipment and, you know, the things are only a pound and you wouldn't make a lot. And I'm probably delving into it far too much, wasn't I? You know, my, <laughs> my analytical mind was kicking think, off. And, but it's interesting, though, because overthinking things yeah. can definitely be a barrier to success. And we all know people who are very, very intelligent but actually don't get the result because yep. they overanalyze when the other person who's less intelligent – but it's, it's yeah. what I call the Forrest Gump yeah. strategy. Gets They're too stupid to yeah. know they can't do something, and so yeah. they go and do it. Yeah. Whereas the rest of us who analyze things, oh, well, this won't work because we're, we're so busy looking at why it doesn't work, and instead we should just go do the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> See we if used it works or not. Yeah, we used to do that with our industrial company. I'd send sales guys out as a, as a manager and I'd send them out to places I knew that they weren't going to get the business. But guess what? Every now and again, they surprised me and they'd come back with some business. And I think, bloody hell, how did they do that? You know, because when I went in or when somebody else went in, the guy was in a bad mood or we caught them at a bad time and someone else goes in who doesn't know anything about it. Like you say, the, the Forrest Gump syndrome in they go, do what they do, and they come away with some, some business. You think, how on earth did they do that? These people are never going to give them anything. But it, yeah. it works, you know? Yeah, completely. Yeah. So you have a, or had, I'm not too sure, is it had or have, Daniel, a number one business podcast? Yes. Yeah, so when we first released the podcast, we're coming up to, it was about June, about two years ago, actually. So yeah. we've done 150 podcasts since then. Wow. And, uh, we, you know, consistency is key. And one thing yes. that we've been not is is consistent. We've not been consistent at all. Mm -hmm. in fact. Mm -hmm. um, but even said saying that, you know, we'll release a podcast and then another one, and then another one, and then we forget about it for a couple of weeks, yeah. and then we get off, then we get back on it. But even saying that, we managed to get on the new and noteworthy on the iTunes uh, podcast good. list, which is yeah. amazing. You know, and mm -hmm. that got us a lot of um, a lot of eyeballs and um, broadcasters out to a new audience that maybe yeah. had never heard this not northern twang. <laughs> um, <laughs> little twang right there, was it? In there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's what he said. Okay. That's what he said to me as I drove past. Fair enough. Um, then. Yeah, so it gets us out to a whole new audience. And then what, what happens is that when people get to speak to you on the phone, they're like, oh, you sound just like you do on your podcast, as though, as though I put this voice on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. As though we're different in some way. And we're just like everybody else, but we've just done things slightly differently. You know, we did the podcast. Yeah. We did the property when everybody said, don't do property, don't touch it. My friend did property, I heard, and they had – pizza boxes stapled to the wall in the front room, don't do it. And then, like, that sounds horrific, but actually, you pull the, sta the staples out of the pizza boxes, you pull the pizza boxes off the wall, you replaster it, you paint it, you take the money out of the deposit, and you're back up in business. Yeah. Why is that such a big risk? Yeah, but so you get a builder to do it, and then uh, you don't need yeah. to do it, you know, just but forget it. 
this perceived risk about doing things like, well, I can't do a podcast because there's a perceived risk. Well, yeah. what if I don't even like the way I look? So why would I do a video? Other people don't care about how you look. No. And if you don't like how you look, you change how you look. You know, if you're overweight, then you get to the gym, you know? Yeah. Um, if you're uh, too short or too tall, like everyone's, you know, too everything at some point, nobody yeah. cares. All they care about is, well, I like this person. Can I learn from them? And is it useful in my life? And if you can answer those three things, then people are going to listen to your podcast. I've had emails coming in from people in tears. I did a podcast uh, just on the seafront and, you know, the beer barrels. Yeah. Uh, they were, the beer barrel van turned up and they were rolling these beer barrels That's down. That's the one I liked. Uh, I mentioned that to you, actually. I think I sent you a message saying I love that yeah. one. It was just, and that's exactly what I was going to say. We got... We got an email from you saying <laughs> that was your best one yet. And here yeah, we are thinking, well, we shouldn't do these because, you know, you can hear voices in the background and we're not in a studio and blah, blah. All these excuses or reasons why someone can't set something up. I'm too tall, mm -hmm. I'm too short, I'm too thin, I'm too overweight. My um, voice sounds like this. I'm too northern. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> so people have yeah. all these reasons not to go out and do things and actually you've just got to show up like you did with your podcast you took mm -hmm. the idea and you've ran with it and you've been yeah. successful in that well now, thank thanks for that it's my pleasure bookminster fuller has a, a term called procession it's like the word recession but it's got a p at the start of it. it's procession and what what this basically means is that if you're going from a to b most people will not even get out of the house they'll just stay at a and most people that do go from A to B, along that journey to point B, they'll come up with something else along the way that might be better than the destination they were going to in the first place. Now, that's you doing podcasts. Yeah. You weren't going to do it. Now you've done it. And along the yep. way, stuff pops up, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yep. That's proce uh, procession. And most people aren't prepared to do that. So, like, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I started a lettings agency. I had no idea how to run a lettings agency. Tell us about that. Well, we just started it up. So what happened was I was, um, I, I was just before my 31st birthday, mm -hmm. um, and I, I kind of retired in that I had more rental income coming in than I had expenses going out. So I didn't need right. to work. So I went backpacking uh, around Europe, really cool, bought a, a beautiful Porsche, did all the things you're supposed to do when you retire sort of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but two things happened. One, I got very, very bored. And a friend of mine said, well, if I were you, I'd just play golf all day. And I said, yeah, but who with? And he's like, yeah. oh. I think he'd not thought that bit through. You know, there's only so much information about 70-year-old men's colons <laughs> you want to find out on the golf course before you think maybe I need to do something else. So that was number one, I got bored. But number two, when I got back from traveling, half of my properties were empty and I left them with a lettings agency that right. should have been managing. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, I could do a better job. Because if I'm going to screw something up, why pay someone else to do it when I can do it just as well? You know well, what I mean? well done for doing that. <laughs> Thank you. So we set up the uh, lettings agency, very front-end led, very salesy, no systems, no processes in the back end. And then we, we had to build those. And we built that business up. We sold it in 2011, so 67 years ago. And that business, uh, you know, we, we learned so much. But why stop doing something simply because you don't know how to do it? Yeah, and, and we're back to excuses. All these reasons why somebody can't do something, and it's just in your head. You can yeah. do anything. Mm -hmm. you, you know, there's a set process. 
Um, it's like, imagine Usain Bolt is going into the Olympics and he wakes up one morning and he's like, well, I think I'll do a bit of squats, maybe. <laughs> or maybe, no, I'll just watch a bit of Netflix. Like, it doesn't do that. It, no. His entire year is planned out. He knows what he's going to eat in six months' time and he knows yeah. what exercise plan he's going to follow. And yet, we wake up as entrepreneurs and we don't have a clue. And that mm-hmm. was me too. And then when we got more organized and more planned into allocating resources to get specific tasks done, then we got really successful. So my time management is really, really good. Good. So good. we manage resources very, very well. And so you know like Gary V, like we were talking about him walking a dog yeah. or having a coffee and he gets someone to film it. Yeah. Gary V doesn't rush home and edit it. He no. has little minions that go and do that for him. Um, mm-hmm. and no, my videos, for example, I don't edit them. I used to because I enjoy that kind of thing. But yeah. now I pay someone five dollars an hour in, in um, like the Ukraine or wherever they happen to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that frees up an awful lot of my time to go out yeah. and do more um, income generating things or yeah. more things that's going to create wealth over a period of time. Get you. So, talking of time management, you said to me before this podcast, "Look, I'm I'm likely to go." on and on on certain subjects in particular. So stop me if I need to. So I'm, go- I'm going to be exactly the same as you because I'm a talker as well. And when I'm doing the podcast, I have to be a better listener. So yeah. I've listened. You've been talking a lot. I need to get you back on track. Let me ask yeah. you one of my questions I've got here because I've got about 30 questions to ask you. We're okay. going to roll two or three of these into each other. I'll tell you what we're going to do. Who inspired you along the way and who supported you? along the way okay so so who inspired me actually mm. i learned everything about life from basketball and star trek go for it everything yeah so the basketball for example i'm five foot seven i can't yeah. jump very high <laughs> but what i learned from that yeah i should have been like a jockey on a horse or something What's, that what was that film white guys can't jump or something like that yeah <laughs> but what i learned from that is it doesn't matter who you are what you look like how big you are you you've got resources so i was very quick um, and I was a good outside shooter and, you know, 50 points in a game, for example. Yeah. I was a great outside shooter. And so I used wow. that. So it was using what you've got to your advantage. So it was not a person per se in terms of like Richard Branson or, or that kind of thing. Yeah. But it was a, a sport that enabled me to understand that no matter what you've got, you can make use of it to get success in whatever it is that you want success in. Mm-hmm. So for me, that one was really powerful. These days, if you ask me who do I listen to, it's Gary mm-hmm. V and Grant Cardone, just right. because it's impossible not to feel motivated listening to those guys. And Grant Cardone's a little bit crazy, which I quite like. It, so, <laughs> yeah, I love 10X, and I've listened to it about five times on Audible, the book. And it yes. just, whenever I'm feeling a bit low, a little bit, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm a sales guy that goes around knocking on doors. I rarely make appointments, and I go to all these huge companies Coca-Cola, Tesco's, Glaxo's, you name a big firm, I'm likely to go and knock on their door and, and yeah. try and drink a few coins out of their pockets, you know, as I'm like that. And, um, you know, I'm doing, I'm cold calling very often permanently. It's a tough place to be mentally. If you can't take it, you're going to fail pretty quickly. But yeah. I've been doing it for a long while now and uh, I can take it more than most, I suppose. And whilst I'm, I'm doing all that, you've got to big yourself up and beef yourself up and, and make yourself the person that you need to be. So, it, so it's a difficult thing to do. Well, just, but, just very quickly on that, yeah. um, I, I set gustatory anchors. So a gustatory anchor is if I close some business, for example, on the phone in a strategy session, mm-hmm. um, I spray some aftershave. 
on my wrist. <laughs> and that, that anchors success. This is the NLP yeah. stuff. So that anchors you, success. Yeah. So before I came on this podcast, I did yeah. two things. One yeah. was I stood up, number one, yeah. and I'm stood up now. Yeah. And the second one is I sprayed the uh, aftershave onto my wrist because I um, wanted to put myself into a, an empowered and powerful position as well yeah. as playful. And these are the things that I like to be. I like to have fun. I like to be playful. But I also like to be powerful and confident. Yes. And I like to close business. Not that this is closing business per se, but I want to want to get the, the result that I'm looking for across in the podcast. In the, yeah, so I'm cool. mm-hmm. setting those gustatory anchors puts you into an instant um, state of um, – inspiration and motivation and a can-do kind of attitude yeah. and that works very well uh, but just to answer the other part of that question is who supports me and it's yeah. my wife undoubtedly mm-hmm. and I know for some people that's not easy because they're in either not in a relationship or the relationship that they're in is not a supportive one and your environment you know if we look at the identity shell which is what makes you you which is like belief systems and values and experiences and memories and that kind of thing Mm-hmm. Your environment is actually one of the key um, mechanisms for success. And if you're in a negative environment where people just kind of, well, that's rubbish, well, that's not going to work, well, who do you think you are? And I've had those environments too. You've got to somehow get out of that environment. And if that means changing partners sometimes, and maybe that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Or it may mean if you're living at home under mum and dad's roof, you need to leave. Um, you've got to get yourself into a positive environment. And if you're in that environment and it's your partner and you can't leave or you don't want to leave because you love them, obviously that's not very important. When you're doing your work, you need to surround yourself and employ those people who are empowered and motivated as well so that you're working in an environment that's conducive to your success. Yeah, Daniel, you just answered another one of my questions there because yeah. you, you've given us loads of golden nuggets here. So one of them was going to be what tips or techniques would you have for our listeners to improve their wealth? But I mean, the, you've given so many today. So uh, let's move on from that one. Okay. So from your point of view now, what's the main priorities in life for you? So a couple of things, really. Um, so I've got um, a two and a half year old, sorry, a three and a half year old. She's grown up. Uh, so she is obviously clearly of priority and my wife as well is, is clearly a priority and mm-hmm. I, I pick up the little one from school and I'm, my my focus is just on her so it's not checking emails or checking on Facebook and that kind of thing it's it's to like have a firm um, uh, boundary as to who you're dealing with and when if it's my wife, it's just my wife. It's not anybody else. If it's my child, then it's just my child. And if it's work, mm-hmm. it's just work. So yeah. to to differentiate your environment into what is it you're supposed to be doing. So if I'm at the park or teaching her how to roll a blade, then that's all I'm supposed to be doing. That's that's my task. That's my mm-hmm. job. So that is really, really important for me. Um, so I hope, hope that answers that question. Yeah, sure. And um, what about keeping fit? So I know you like your basketball. Are you doing all sorts of things to keep fit or is it mainly basketball? Uh, it used to be basketball, but the old knees um, stopped kind don't, of working so don't well. It's just very <laughs> painful of those knees. But now, so we've got a basement underneath the villa where we live in Spain. So we yeah. bought some equipment and we've got a treadmill and we've got pull-up bars. We've got a punch bag. So I actually work out for an hour every day. Um, I was really putting on a lot of weight. Living mm-hmm. here in Spain, the food is amazing <laughs> and very cheap. And it's just very difficult not to eat it. So, um, and I'm like a piece of string where 
that's got maybe a, a knot or double knot in it where all the yeah. weight goes to my tummy. Yeah, and as, as a man, that you know, there are two, two reasons for that. One is that um, we're apple-shaped often. That's where it all goes. And the second reason was because I was in family court and trying to see my, my two children live in the U- UK, for example. So stress levels and cortisol, that puts a lot of fat around your tummy. Mm-hmm. So if you can reduce your stress levels, that helps. But also, you know, I run every day 20 minutes. I, I'm on a punch bag, maybe 10 minutes. I skip yeah. every day. I do pull-ups. I do push-ups. Um, I just work out because it's – it's so important. And if you take like an hour out of a day, that's less than 4%, or it is in fact, it's 4% of your actual time in a day. Yeah. And it's like, you cannot give 4% to you keeping fit. And the reason I do this is a couple of reasons. One, as my kids getting older, I want to be able to play in a part and not get out of breath. Mm-hmm. Two, as they get older, and I mean older, older, I don't want to be dead at 60. Yeah, I've already decided I'm going to be 95 before I die. We, now, we had someone on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, who uh, Rob Stewart, who you may know. Rob's yeah. aiming for 150. So yeah, we, and, we, I, and I think with technology moving yeah. forward as it is doing, I think yeah. there's a very good chance of that as well. Yeah, but why would you not? It, it's all probabilities in life. You know, if you've got a great website, you're going to close more sales than if you've got a rubbish website. If you run mm. every day, the chances are you've got an increased probability to live longer than someone who just eats donuts every day. It's just probabilities. My job is to increase probabilities of having a great relationship, living long enough, earning enough income, making sure my portfolio works and, you know, isn't neglected in some way and tenants Mm -hmm. just don't move out and I don't know. It's always about probabilities. That's why things like time management are so important. That's why I did the NLP because the NLP gives me, gives me an increase in probability I'm going to get a result somewhere. Yeah. And, and so this consistent learning, you know, I bought Grant Cardone's um, 10X boot camp that he had on a couple of, a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and I bought it for £125. It was a, a one-off offer on Grant's website, and I can sit and I can watch it. So I'm still constantly looking. Uh, and I'll tell you, day one, yeah. it was – it wasn't even that good. It was just a load of inspirational, motivational stuff. And I didn't hear anything from the experts that I didn't already know. And mm-hmm. you know, like you compare yourself to where you are in the world yeah. with other people. I know you shouldn't, but we all do. Yeah. And it's like, actually, you know, you're on the right path here and just getting that, you know, confirmation that you're on the right path is really important. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So on that, what's your goals for the future then? Well, interestingly, uh, the, What's come through for me more recently, I think when you first start this out, we start out trying to help as many people as we can. Mm-hmm. And that's admirable up until the point that you find out that that's not paying the bills. Yeah. So you have to manage that properly. You've got to look after number one first. Um, the, the most important person on the planet is you. Now, not you, Andy. I mean, the person listening to this. Right. You know, and you know, if you're on the airplane and the airplane's going down, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on before anybody else's. Yeah. And I see so many people not doing that. So once you've done that and you're in a position where you're, you're able to pay your bills every month and you may be financially free, at that point you can go out and help more people. And that's the point that I'm at now is going out and helping more people. So we do mm-hmm. more content, more podcasts, more videos, because we know we've got a message in terms of trying to help people and sometimes that message gets 
diluted because they're of their environment, if you like. Mm-hmm. So my number one job now is to get that podcast out to as many people as we can, to get the videos out to as many people as they can. And if they yeah. want to come over to the villa, uh, you know, we do a two-day intensive, for example, then that's what people can do. Yeah. We diagnose where they are and give them a strategy that will move them forward, either in business or property or wealth creation. Uh, so that's, that's my goal now. Sounds brilliant. So can you tell us a little story, maybe touch our heart a little bit, we do a little bit of this, that someone that you've helped and Mm. sort of moved on in their life? Yeah, it's a funny one, actually, and it's not directly related to business or wealth or anything like that. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, wealth comes in many shapes and forms. It's not just money and it's not just health and it's not just love and relationships and that kind of thing. It's this thing, this intangible thing that sometimes we can't touch. And so... There was a guy on Facebook and we got chatting, as you do on Facebook Messenger, uh, mm-hmm. and he said um, he was struggling uh, with his mental health because he was going through what I went through, which is separated from his ex-partner and he couldn't get to see his kids. He was going through the court process and it was very difficult. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, you just got to hang in there, brother. You'll get to where you want to get to. Uh, I said, I've been in exactly that same situation and I, I got to where I wanted to get to. And he said, yeah, I know. I'm still alive because of you. Wow. Yeah. And because I put, it's amazing. It's because I put stuff out on Facebook about the journey that I'd gone through. And he was like, well, if Dan can do it, I can do it. And Mm. there we go. There's a guy that's still alive because of me being open and authentic and just raw sometimes. And that's amazing to touch people in a way that it would not just keep them alive, but empowers them to go out and do things. I think, you know, what great a gift is that really? So I sort of see that as my duty, which is why we want to get the message out to even more people because there's certainly more people going through hardships in one way or another, you know? Mm. So, so that's how you've changed that guy's life. What about yourself? How do you think you've changed over the years? Well, I've definitely mellowed out. So uh, to use some NLP terminology here, so yeah. there are different values levels and I was level three and five. So level three is yeah. aggressive. Uh, level four by the way is rules oriented my wife's level four level five is competitive Uh, now Donald Trump you'd be pleased to know is also three and five right Uh, if you work for a police force or you're a school teacher chances are you're likely a four because you're rules based my wife's rules based Mm -hmm. so um, as I've got older I've definitely mellowed out on the number three which is aggressive but I've Mm -hmm. always used the aggressiveness in business so I've changed that round and we're actually more competitive. I like competition now. Mm-hmm. When we used to play basketball, you know, we talked trash to the other team. <laughs> and I, and I, I loved that. I love them going up against the other guy and them trying to beat you and you trying to beat them. And I love that competitive spirit. And for me, if I'd have stayed in that aggressive area, it, I wouldn't have got the result that I wanted. Being aggressive can only take you so far. And then mm. if you can transform that to being ultra competitive, and I am, I'll try and beat anybody at anything, even if I'm, you know, I, I played a guy who plays badminton and ended up beating him. And he, he played like, you know, twice a week for the last 10 years. And I still yeah. beat him. despite. And it's just because that competitive spirit kicks in and I hate to lose at anything. So if you can change that around from being aggressive to being more competitive, then you're going to get better results. And those results will last you a lot longer because being aggressive only gets you certain immediate results, if you see what I mean. Yeah, I do, yeah. So for me, that transition, and I think that just comes from, um, from growing up and also probably a changing environment, being away from Leeds, um, yeah. and living in Spain and that kind of thing. 
that must help a little bit. The, the bit of sunshine on your back doesn't hurt, does it? Oh, Andy, you wake up every morning and you you, you walk out onto a terrace and you look up and it's it's blue and it's sunny and you go and you go, ee, it's a nice day today in a, Ooh, in a North accent. Yeah, <laughs> and for the last four or five years, however, we've lived there, almost yeah. every day I've said it. And I have to stop myself from saying it because I end up saying it all the time. Yeah. We've, we're so lucky. Yeah. And I, I, I use that word and, and really what I mean is we've worked so hard. <laughs> but yeah. we use the word lucky because you don't want to make it sound, you know. So, but we have, we've worked really hard to get here. We're very proud of what we've done. And yeah. in, in the UK, for some reason, when, when you've done well for yourself, people don't like it, but mm-hmm. they try and put you down in some way. But it's been a lot of hard work to get here. But the dream can, you know, you can get to the dream if you put the work in. And I know that because that's exactly what we did. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I put a post out on Facebook a little while back about, um, actually, it was FA Cup final day. And it was pretty much saying that the footballers that, tried to win the FA Cup, but were sitting at home watching the telly, just like we were. They put a shift in, but it weren't good enough. So these multi-millionaires of Chelsea and Manchester United, we ought to be applauding them because they've done really well and they've been successful. So, you know, let's leave it there. You know, why are people on at footballers and look what they've got and they only work 90 minutes and all that nonsense? Well, you go and do it then. You know, I said, we, we live in an area now and I, I was telling you earlier that we I come from Tottenham's largest council estate and there was bad people all over the estate and now I can walk around this area and see footballers and guys that own big companies and Tesco's chief executive lives around this way as well we've got half a dozen pop stars you name it that you can see people that are well known on the tv just in this area and I applaud them you know they're driving their Bentleys and their sports cars etc but all of them have worked incredibly hard. I don't, I don't begrudge any of them anything. Success um, is made in practice, by the way, not on, you know, that 90 minutes in the FA Cup final, that's not where you win the game. Yeah. You win the game for the last 10 years, getting up at 6am and working Quite. out. Yeah, yeah no, it'll, it'll be longer than that because the, the, the nowadays they're starting the kids off at six and eight in, in yeah. the academies and stuff like that, you know, the, yeah. the, the local clubs, and then they might move on to a bigger, better club before they get that far. So, yeah, it'll, it'll go back a long way. Yeah. So, Daniel, we're getting towards the end of the show now. Is it possible you could tell us how people might be able to tune into your podcast and contact you and set social media and uh, all the normal methods and, and ways? Yeah. What's the best way? Of course. So the best way, really, jump on the website. And on the website will be a pop-up box saying download the podcasts and it will just give you access to the podcasts. Uh, we do email you out for all those GDPR uh, yep. freaks out there what's the website Daniel <laughs> uh, so it's daniellatto.co.uk it's really easy you can do a search on Google you'll find me you can do a search on iTunes you'll find me um, and obviously we're on Facebook I mean we are literally everywhere we're on Facebook <laughs> Twitter LinkedIn Instagram Pinterest Snapchat you name it we're on it um, omnipresent so uh, yeah, yeah absolutely you've got to be trying really hard not to find us um, <laughs> and you spell Ratto, by the way, for people that yes. are looking for you. So it's it's L A T O, uh, but just come and join us on a website. And um, you know, we love speaking to people as well. We love people connecting. Come and find me on Facebook and come and say hello. And we love connecting with people. Let me know what you're stuck on. We'll we'll help you diagnose you and work out what maybe the next step could be. 
that will help you solve that particular problem. One oh, of the uh, final bits, just for me to finish off with, is through the experiences that we've had over the last 20 years as an investor, we've pretty much seen and done everything. You know, mm-hmm. And when, we, when a, a person comes to us uh, and they can't see what the next step is, we can because we're on the outside looking in and they're just yeah. looking at their own reflection. And it's so much easier to ask for help and get it and try and solve these things on your own because sometimes you haven't got the experience where somebody else might have. So, yeah. Daniel, thanks for all the golden nuggets you've given us. And we've been a long while trying to get this going. So thank you for being on the show and I wish you all the best. My pleasure. Thank you, Andy. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And until next time, start transforming your wealth and health now.